Hey guys, before we get started, big thanks to everybody who's been hitting us up on social media, telling us about their favorite Christmas movies. I'm glad you guys like that episode. You know, normally we're like, death, murderous, Santa Claus, killers, monsters, but like just to talk about a classic like A Christmas Story or White Christmas or something like that, like it was really fun to hear what you guys liked. And yeah, a lot of people were dropping some weird Rankin and Bass, like Rankin and Bass made so many more movies than I ever knew existed. I think it's like like any other, you know, production company or director where they're like, Hey, here's our A-list shit. And then they're like, oh, I also saw the fucking Rudolph one where the, he sees dinosaurs. And you're like, oh, yeah, we don't really talk about that one much, you know? <laughs> That's hilarious. But it was great to hear from you guys. Like, it's a we, you guys know, especially you guys who have been listening and, and, and re- corresponding with us for years. We love to hear from you guys. But this was kind of a cool one because it was a little bit off the beaten path for us. We were a little bit more serious and sentimental than normal. But it was cool to do that with you guys because you guys are like the Rocketeer family now, right? Yeah, man. It's so great to have listeners all over the world hitting us up. Uh, let's do a little shout out, man. It's it's our last show of 2020. Fuck 2020. But hey, it was actually a pretty good year for us. We had some great guests. We had amazing listeners, good numbers. You guys are the best. I mean, I had a baby. I was like, you created life. My 2020 was okay. Knock on wood. Don't tell 2020 that. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, wait, we didn't get what? that fucker podcaster. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to get that guy. So let's give some shout outs, man. I got to give a big shout out to Lee in Japan, man. He's got a bunch of different Instagram names, but right now he's bored to death. And I've been talking to him for a while now, and he always has great suggestions and good comments on our shows, man. Thank you for being a listener. We really appreciate you, man. I got one for Brian Ivanhoe. He's a oh, yeah. long-time listener. One of the people that we were actually lucky enough to to meet at Comic-Con. He came up to us after a panel that we hosted and approached us. He's cool, man. He was man. the first listener we ever met. Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. That was in, in real life, yeah. And uh, yeah, and since we've, we've, be, we've bumped into each other at a couple Comic-Cons, he's a cool guy. He certainly has good taste, not just for listening to us, but the movies and shit that he talks about. Uh, and he always responds with some pretty good suggestions, too. He hit me up with a bunch of Hanukkah horror movies that I'm trying to track down. They are not as easy to find as the plethora of shitty Christmas movies, but yeah, I love I love it. I love to get a little bit uh, a little bit of homework from Brian. So thanks, Brian. Keep it up. Yeah, man. I got to give some more shout outs to our friend Ryan Dempsey. He's been on the show. Uh, thanks for corresponding with us. Thanks for being a great coworker and a listener. Andy Curtis, man. Thank you for finally getting on the show in 2020. Much love to you and your family. I mean, Rizzo. Rizzo and Benji, mm-hmm. big shout out to on Wednesdays, we wear pink. Those guys are awesome. Of course, Beaver Rodeo, George and Jason over at Famous Monsters of Filmland. And of course, the people have been sending me stuff. Shroop Paper, John Thomas. Thank you. Clint Osborne, man. Osborne to be a samurai. Thank you so much for listening. Blue Blood 90, DJ Boss Beats 5. We see you out on SoundCloud. And of course, the Canavos, Chris and Tasha, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Terry Van Dog Jr. <laughs> in the secret compartment and Fuzz Fang, uh, you guys are the best. Thank you so much. Uh, Steve Prince, man, friend of the show. What a great guy. The Mandalorian expert himself, Kyle. We'll get him on the show in 2021. Toy Bricks. Big shout outs to everybody. If I missed you, I'm super sorry, but these these are the people who hit us up the most and correspond with us on social media. And it's so great to hear from listeners. We really appreciate it. We cannot say how much we appreciate it. We hope you guys have had fun with us in 2020 uh, with everything going on. I hope that the podcast was a good source of a good time. And as we go into 2021, we're taking a, we're taking a break next week. This is our last show of 2020. Next week, we're doing family stuff. We're doing Christmas stuff. But we will be back in the new year, kicking it off with Kyle to do a Mandalorian episode. And we got a bunch of great stuff planned and some really awesome things going on. So thanks to all our listeners. Thanks to everybody. Matt, today's our holiday special. I know. And you guys can't see Rumi. Rumi's wearing a little Santa hat. He's ready to rock. I am ready to rock. So let's kick the show off. So get ready for the Launchpad Podcast Holiday Spectacular. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. All right. Welcome to the Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. Matt. This is the Launchpad Podcast Holiday Special. Are you excited? 
I am excited, and I'll, I'll tell you why. I'm excited for some of the stuff I have here to talk about, but this is one of those things, and for you guys, you have to have heard us say this before. Rumi and I usually do not do any sort of like prep together beforehand on an episode where we're talking about stuff like this. Like interviews and stuff like that are different, but for stuff like this, I do my stuff, he does his stuff. Then when we come to the show, we're hearing it from each other the same time as you guys are. So none of it's canned reactions, none of it's really planned out. We, you know, we come up with this shit separately. Rumi has been texting me all week just about how excited he is to talk about this stuff. So I don't know what he's going to say, but I know that his little tail is fucking wagging. Now, before we dive into this, we came up with some great concepts for holiday specials that don't exist that probably should. I mean, if anybody asked us, these should exist. <laughs> but let's let's talk briefly about holiday specials in general. Matt, like, wh- what is your opinion of the holiday special in general? I was thinking about this this morning while I was on my run. Yeah. I was born in 82. You were what, 84, 83? 84. So, do you remember watching any holiday specials growing up? Yeah. Which ones do you remember? Oh, man. Well, I mean, the the Sesame Street one that they played every year. Okay. I remember that one as a kid where Big Bird's like, nobody likes me. I'm going to go die in the cold. He literally, like, runs away. He's waiting for... He goes, he doesn't know how Santa can get through the chimney because Oscar's fucking with him. I just watched this one the other day with Amanda. And he freezes to death out in the cold. <laughs> Like he's gonna die, and yeah, it's like, he's dead. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's it, they, like they find him, and he looks like Jack Torrance from The Shining, just frozen. Just he does. He's got open. an icicle just... hanging from his beak. For real, this is real. He's dead. No, he's he's alive, yeah. but they do find him frozen up. It's fucked up, man. It's so weird. I remember that one really well, and then like a couple of the shows that we watched, like Ghostbusters had a holiday special one where they save Santa Claus or some shit. I don't know. Real Ghostbusters, the cartoon show, mm-hmm. I think had one. <laughs> But but I remember them always being schmaltzy and cheesy and weird, like really, really ham-fisted, just cramming that Christmas in there. Yeah, yeah. See, I remember, I remember the Sesame Street one, but that's all I really remember. I remember the Simpsons had one that was like their first uh, yeah. episode, right? The first episode that was not on the Tracy Ullman show. I remember mm-hmm. that. And I'm sure if I, oh, I remember He-Man and She-Ra, and I have that on DVD now, so I definitely remember that. But most of it, it's like, most of it I don't remember growing up with. I remember seeing it as an adult. Like the the Star Wars holiday special is a great example where like yeah. as a kid, I guess once I was old enough, I knew that it had happened, but you couldn't find it back then unless you found a bootleg copy somewhere. But like these things, these things essentially seem to be one of two things. One, it was like a longer, usually a longer special episode that took place about Christmas and around Christmas and Christmas was a heavily you know, a heavily important part of the episode of like the regular show. Or I've seen Christmas specials that were like a famous person's Christmas special. And yes. usually they were like at some sort of cabin or house set somewhere and famous people would drop by and sing to them and shit. So like the Star Wars holiday yeah. special is kind of like a combination of both of those because it is like so a, weird. Oh, it's fucked up. But I mean, there's like a, there's, you know, there's a Star Wars plot thread that happens, and then all these special guests keep coming in and out, singing, coming in and out, saying stupid shit. Um, B. Arthur sings a fucking song about drinking in the cantina. It's so <laughs> fucking weird. Carrie Fisher's out of her mind on some sort of d- drug. She's so whacked. I'll take it, man. Did you watch the new Star Wars holiday special, the Lego? Star- I haven't yet. I actually have a Zoom a Zoom date in the next week or so with a bunch of friends in the neighborhood who are going to watch that because we have a friend that works for. I think I've te- teased this before. I have a friend that works for distribution on the Disney, the Disney Ooh. Plus, and we watched the actual holiday special last year. And she had never heard of it, seen it, anything. And I was like, "You need to get this on Disney Plus. You also need to get these ancillary Star Wars titles." And she worked on some of it and she got some of them. So there should be some like she did because of the conversation we had. She came up to them with certain Star Wars titles that I she told me I'm not allowed to say them yet. But like there's a chance that there's a good chance that some stuff will be hitting Disney Plus soon, literally because of me. All right. Our audience can't see your face right now. So just wink or blink. Mm -hmm. Is it going to be the droids cartoon show? Mm hmm. (laughs) he has a good poker face not exactly maybe it's the ewok cartoon show Mm -hmm. 
I can't tell if he's blinking because of a possibility or because he can't keep his eyes open that long. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But you're right. It is all about like schmaltz and the feeling. I've watched a ton of holiday specials since then because they're hilarious and usually really bizarre. One of the ones that my wife likes, it's one of her like holiday favorites, is the Little House on the Prairie holiday special. Damn, okay. There's two of them. And both of them do the same thing. They're like, oh, we're trapped in this cabin and it's a blizzard and we can't go anywhere. Hey, you guys remember when this happened? Flashback. Oh, hey, that was so fun. it's just like a clip show? Just a clip show of them stuck. And then at the end, they're like, look, it's snowing. We can do it. Yay. Hooray. And you're like, what the fuck is this? And she's like, I loved it as a kid because I remembered the episodes that they're talking about. I'm like, yeah, you didn't realize that was like, hey, we're out of money. What the fuck do we want to do? Yeah, I was going to say, you just got hosed. <laughs> but i love that format because it's a hilarious one Ugh, it's it's a funny bit when you realize what's happening I, I love that idea i'll bring it up later in the show this will not be the only time i bring up clip shows these are not christmas episodes these are christmas special like you're not talking about a christmas episode like i google search best christmas specials and it came up with like the the full house episode it came up with the friends episode that's not that's a Christmas episode. That's not a Christmas to me. That's not a Christmas special. You're not wrong, but where I disagree is some shows don't have the ability to be like, here is a extra episode that we're cramming in there. Mm. So the Christmas episode is sometimes special in the sense that like they go all out for it. Like the Always Sunny in Philadelphia Christmas episode has like a huge claymation scene in the middle of it. That's way bigger budget than normally. Mm. Like Fred Savage direct the fucker. It's a much bigger episode. And I Fred Savage directs a he lot. He does. But <laughs> if it's just an episode that happens to have Christmas in it, but if there's something bigger about it, okay. or it has a bigger scope, maybe that is that fits. But Matt, it wouldn't be a Christmas special, like you mentioned, if there weren't some special guests. And I have three special guest today what oh i'm like yeah. super excited because i didn't even know that this was going to be part of it oh i know i'm super pumped I so, can i just can i can i give a guess maybe i hope Go it's ahead, the, you guess i hope it's the ghost of christmas past the ghost of christmas present and the ghost of christmas future we can call them that i love <laughs> it let's do it oh man so we're the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nuthouse so matt kick us off with your first proposed holiday special okay I'm going to lead in strong. This is my favorite one that I did, and it was going to be a throwaway, and I just kept rolling with it. This is, and it would, it would, have, it would have played in 1985, 1986. This is the, the Watchmen, the Vertigo Watchmen Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> so this would be one where there would be like, you know, you'd see a snowy cabin, and then there would be a, you know, a toaster graphic would come up, and it would roll the Watchmen family Christmas. I love that you know what it's called, the video toaster graphic. Oh, because I used the toaster in high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Toaster yeah. is a old, um, an old computer like graphic type thing where you could put terrible... It was like public access text on a screen. Yeah. That's what a toaster was. But that's yeah. what and it would look. It would, you could kind of like see through it a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had to pull the big lever to make it happen. Yes, like, yeah, yeah. You felt like you were fucking creating Frankenstein when you, when you got Go with the graphics. graphics. Or going into hyperdrive. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it would be. So you'd have Watchmen Family Christmas would roll across the screen. Then you'd cut to inside this cabin and it's Dan and Lori and they're getting ready for Christmas. They're waiting for Lori's mom to come. So they're like preparing Christmas, okay? And as they're preparing Christmas, the comedian comes and he's, bah humbug, this isn't funny. I'm cynical about Christmas. I don't believe in Christmas. And they try to, you know, cheer him up. There's a couple of songs and, uh, you know, he says he never got any good Christmas presents. Christmas is a joke. And uh, no, they're like, Santa Claus is coming. Santa Claus is coming. And they look at the doomsday clock that's up on the wall. And that's set for bedtime. So doomsday clock is when they have to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, you know, they're, they're, they're waiting for Lori's mom to come. And all of a sudden there's a big blue flash and Dr. Manhattan teleports in. And 
he sings a super boring song <laughs> that's monotone. Yeah. Oh, it's, that's and, super and it's monotone. Just like, it's like a close-up on his face that fades into a different close-up yeah, on his face. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, it's like a, it's like a, a, a straight-on angle, and it fades to like a 22-degree angle. <laughs> yeah. Is this what Christmas is? <laughs> He'd be like, where are you, Christmas? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like, honestly, I see through time and space. I don't understand. Well, the that's deal. the whole I, I thing is now they're like, you know, John... You know, the comedian doesn't believe in Christmas and he's like, well, I don't believe in Christmas either. Christmas doesn't matter whether Christmas happens or not. It doesn't really matter. So there's a whole thing. He says he actually celebrates. John admits he celebrates Hanukkah and then he teaches all of them how to light the menorah by making duplicates of himself. So there's a a different John for every candle to light the menorah. (laughs) Except it's not his candle. It's his big blue wiener. Oh, there's a whole wiener catching fire scene, but it probably won't make it to air. Then there's a knock on the door and Ozymandias does a backflip in and he comes cool. with a bunch of gifts in his hands and they're like, you know, uh, Adrian, comedian doesn't believe in Santa. He doesn't believe in Christmas. And Adrian Veidt pulls out a chart and he starts explaining scientifically how there is a possibility that Santa could exist. So comedian starts to like get involved and get really happy. Can Adrian come in with like some genetically modified fucking reindeer that's like sleek and cool looking, like not it's like, like a big ba- looking babosta, babastus, babastus, babastus. Yeah, it's babastus, yeah. but a reindeer. So it's like that but, purple, but a reindeer. So yeah. it's like cool with and the, the horns are like badass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his nose glows like Rudolph. They all sit together at the table, and they're about to have dinner. Lori's mom comes in and she does a super inappropriate sexy number in her old silk specter costume and everybody Santa is baby. uncomfortable yeah 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 <laughs> yeah and everybody at the table is uncomfortable and everybody <laughs> watching is uncomfortable every scene after that john has his little black underwear on yeah <laughs> so they sit down to dinner and as they sit down to dinner Dan goes, I wonder what time Rorschach will get here. And John and Adrian look at each other and John goes, oh, he's not coming. He's dead. And everyone looks at him and he's like, I vaporized him. And then him and Ozzy start laughing at like just laughing because Dan and Lori didn't know like they weren't there when that happened. So presumably they might not know that that even happened. But then Ozzy Mendez, because he's the fucking smartest man, is like, I knew he wouldn't be able to show up. So I brought some of his old Christmas cards that he sent us throughout the years. So he pulls out a Christmas card from Rorschach and the card says Rorschach Christmas card, December 25th, 1984 turkey carcass on dining room table this evening, breading stuffed in perfectly seasoned breast. This city is a wonderland. I've seen its true face. (laughs) (laughs) It gets better. (laughs) The streets are extended gutters and the gutters are full of snow. And when the streets finally ice over, all the kids will get out of school for a few weeks. The accumulated joy of their good behavior will foam up around their waists and all the good little boys and good little girls will look up and shout, Merry Christmas. And he'll look down and whisper, ho, ho, ho. (laughs) I love this. I love this so much. I was so excited about that. And I I was like, wouldn't that be cool? And I read it and I was like, that actually, I'll look down and whisper, no, I'll look, he'll look down and whisper, ho. Ho, ho, ho. That's my favorite Rorschach line. I'll look down and whisper no. I think that yeah, I do too. monologue is incredible. Oh. Well, this is Santa Claus. And then so they, they celebrate. Then that's like, okay, Rorschach was here. Um, they give gifts. gifts. Somebody gives Ozymandias a squid. He's like, very funny. <laughs> and then it's doom- the doomsday clock strikes. And like, okay, it's bedtime. We got to go to bed. And they all go into separate rooms. And the camera is alone in the living room. And they do a push in to a little note that says, Santa, these are for you. And as the camera is pushing in, we hear Santa presumably landing on the roof. We hear, you know, jingle bells. We hear a clatter. We hear someone coming down the chimney. We hear a ho, ho, ho as the camera pushes in on this cookie plate. And on the cookie plate left out for Santa are all these little yellow smiley face cookies. And there's a cup of milk next to it. And we see Santa pick up the milk. And he takes a sip and a little white drip drips on one of the cookies. 
and it does the little uh, Watchmen splatter on the cookie, and that's how that's how it ends. Watchmen, then then we get that toaster graphic again. Watch your family Christmas. I'm crying. That's amazing. That's so good, dude. You kicked this off. So that was hard. my big gun, though. I got a none of them are as good as that, but I'm I'm pretty happy, especially that Rorschach letter. I was so excited to tell you that shit. God damn, dude, so fucking funny. I love the concept. I love it too because that's something that I feel like DC would make the Watchmen team do like. Can you imagine like being like, Alan Moore, I need you to write a holiday special. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, Alan Moore is the crankiest bum wizard of comic books who like <laughs> hates everything. He is so sour. He is like the man who lives on the mountain. You can't talk to him. He hates everything. And he'd be like, fuck that shit. And then they'd have to get somebody else to like ghost pen this thing. Right. And it would be so smultzy and stupid and wrong and Rorschach would hate it. It's so funny. It would probably so, be as bad as the Star Wars holiday special, don't oh, you think? Where I, it's like you totally... I love the concept, yeah. You couldn't even like by definition, like there could have been a good Star Wars special. By definition, you yeah. can't have a Watchmen Christmas special. It wouldn't work contextually, right? And it's it's just against everything that Watchmen would be about. I, oh, that's so funny, dude. Ah, that's thanks. That, that was that was. I was really excited to do that. I, I thought I wasn't going to have any good ones to bring to the table, but then I was like, okay, no, this this works. I can put this together. This works. So while you were reading that, I got a text from our first guest who should be coming on right now. And he <gasps> says, "My dog just threw up. I can't come on right now." So I'll hit you with one of mine. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, was the was the just right. tell me was the dog integral to the in, like integral to the visit or is that just an ancillary thing? That no, means that's he can't just come. That, that's just him saying he can't come. Okay, period. I don't know. I haven't had a job. <laughs> okay, I, you you do you live. do your Fuck next it, we'll one and we'll see what Here's happens. Here's mine. All right. <laughs> so something that comes up all the time and Watchmen would hate this as well is branded holiday content so what i have for you is target presents the alien nice. versus predator christmas north pole spectacular <laughs> and i'm doing like big jazz hands and he threw it. his arms up in a he's doing it twice he's doing a lot of jazz hands oh my god so we open on the north pole and santa it's it's the 24th like santa's like okay gotta get okay. ready for christmas and he looks up into the sky and he's appreciating the beautiful night sky that he's about to ride off in and he sees the shooting star and he's like Mm, that's a good omen, but that shooting star keeps coming closer and closer. He's like, it's not a shooting star. This is a meteor. This is going to hit close. He dives out of the way. The comet passes right over his head, but it's not a comet. We see it as a spaceship and boom, it crashes just over the hill. And he's like, shit, that was a spaceship. That's, that's intense. <laughs> Does he stuff. say uh, shit? Um, there's no cursing in the target holiday special. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, he's like, oh no. And he sends two elves, Biffer and Bopper, to go <laughs> check it out. He's like, I still got to get ready. We're so close. I can't let this distract me. So Biffer and Bopper go over the hill and they, oh, by the way, Santa is played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> awesome. Is it now, is he Santa? He's not Dutch as Santa. He's Santa. You Biffa Bapa, go over the hill, check that out. That was a meteor, a spaceship or something. You gotta go check that out. Ho, 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 I'm Santa Claus. I gotta go finish and be ready for Christmas for the children. I don't want to let the children down. <laughs> so Biffa and Bopper head over the hill and they do find it is a crashed spaceship. And big nerds like us know that this is a Yaucha spaceship. This is a Predator mm. spaceship crashed. And they're like, what the fuck? And they keep getting closer. The door opens. <gasps> what? Outcome predators, but something's wrong. They're like, ah, ah, I got, I got them. they're gripping at their chest and they fall down in the snow. Ah, ah. <laughs> their chest burst open and pred aliens come out. Oh no. Ah. He's he's acting this out just so you guys know. Like I'm watching him and he's doing all the things that he's saying. First five minutes, pred aliens, the pred aliens, the fresh young pred alien younglings, kill Biffer and Bopper. And the pred alien and some other alien drones come out of the spaceship and they're carrying eggs and you're like what the fuck <laughs> we cut back to santa claus and all the other elves and they're working really hard we're working really hard and the dog from the target ads his name's target he keeps popping up and he's helping out and he's like gonna ride with the reindeer as like a big promotion he's gonna ride with the reindeer but stuff keeps falling behind schedule and this confuses santa He's like, guys, we were on schedule. What's happening? What's falling apart? And they're like, I don't know. This elf's disappeared. That elf's disappeared. Sam's like, well, I'll go look in on it. And the elves keep disappearing. And, you know, they're finding, like, the skin of a shed growing alien. Mm -hmm. 
and different elves are, you know, walking into a dark room with a flashlight and they're like, Choopsy, are you in here, Choopsy? <laughs> like looking for it. And there's like chains hanging for no good reason with water dripping from the ceiling. Choopsy. And then you see the tail of one of the pred aliens. And you're like, oh no. And then you don't see Choopsy again. And then Santa Claus is like, there's only like five elves now. And he's like, where are all the workers? Boom, aliens start coming out. Pred aliens start coming out. And there's these elf alien hybrids and they're like little tiny aliens and they have like these little ridges on the side of their head where the big dome meets their neck that kind of is reminiscent of like pointy ears. They're not like ears because aliens don't have ears, but like if an alien had like a shape on its head that would remind you of elf ears, that's what those are. So there's two pred aliens that are the big bad guys and all these elf alien hybrids. And they're just coming out of the woodwork and Santa Claus has to get me. He's got a flamethrower. He's like, get some. Frying aliens are fighting. He runs out to the reindeer shed and he rides on the reindeer and they're like flying through the air and all the aliens are hanging on and they're killing the reindeer and like the aliens are falling off, falling out of the sky, hitting the ground, dying. He's still showing uh, this with his hands and his body, you guys. He's still acting this out. I'm on board for this pitch. Instead of Rudolph leading the reindeer, it's Target, the dog. (laughs) So he's flying through the air when all of a sudden, (laughs) cloaking out of the sky comes another predator ship. And these predators pop out and they're like, we're here to help you, Santa. But they don't say it. It's like subtitled. They're like, and they're like, Santa knows. So the, the, the predators join in the fight. And they come down, they're fighting all the pred aliens, the elf aliens. It's a huge battle. It's fucking awesome. And they defeat them. And Santa's like, oh, man, thank you, predators. And they're like, we still have to do one more thing. He's like, what? And they destroy all the presents. And he's like, what the fuck, you guys? He doesn't say that. You know, it's, it's I, I'm Yeah, it sounds like this. <laughs> and, and he's like, what? God? Whoa, whoa, you ruined Christmas. And they're like, no, look what was going to happen. And he looks and all the presents had alien eggs inside of them. That's what the pred aliens were doing. They were putting eggs inside the presents and he was about to deliver those to the children. Mm. He's like, oh no, what are we going to do? And the predator's like, we'll help you save Christmas. And Santa goes, it's okay. I have a Target red card. And we cut to this awesome shopping montage (laughs) of the predators and Santa and Bullseye, the dog at Target shopping and they're like, yay, awesome, we're doing it. And like for some reason, Target's open this late and all the employees are like super happy and not weirded out by predators at all. And they buy all the fucking presents. Well, Santa Claus is there, right? Well, yeah, and they're not weirded out about that either. But you would, if you worked retail, wouldn't you open for Santa? It, I would open for Santa and some aliens, even if I didn't know they were predators. I mean, they're super pumped and they're all charging it to the convenient low APR card that Target offers that you can sign up for in a store or online. Ruby, did we get Target sponsorship in the last week that I don't know about? We are are not sponsored by Target in any way. So they're so pumped, but then the Predator's like, wait, how are you going to deliver this shit? The reindeer are all dead and your sleigh is destroyed. Remember that bitch in scene? He's like, it's okay. I also get Sky Miles, ka-ching, and no blackout dates, even on Christmas. And it cuts to him on a commercial jet, sipping champagne while throwing presents out the window with little parachutes on the presents. Ooh, and they land and like kids are waving and they're happy. And he looks out the window and like the predator ship uncloaks and they're waving at him and he's waving at them and they fly off and it's like, yay. He winks right at the camera. Ping. <laughs> and now we cut to a Christmas tree and the camera slowly pulls back. You see an open present with an egg inside they had missed one and we keep pulling back and we see a child and all the parents lying around the tree with target branded face huggers stuck to their face target brand appears the end target branded face huggers that's that's (laughs) awesome now my my main question aside from where do i sign to make that happen what made you incorporate target were you like shopping when you had this idea I love a good ham-fisted branded Christmas special. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen old, old cartoons that are really heavily branded. It's like, hi, I'm Fred Flintstone. I'm smoking this sweet Winston cigarette. That's smooth, just like a cigarette should be. It's like, wait, what? I I think it's hilarious. And I just had to pick one. And Kate was like, Target brand. And I was like, done. That's pretty. I mean, Target's a good brand for that. I think they would back that. I don't think they'd be into the face hugger at the end, but I'd have to lie to them and be like, no, it's making them better, like loyal shoppers. Just bef- like demand final cut. You know what I mean? Don't let them 
dictate what gets in and what gets out. I don't want to be kicked out of Target. I don't think they can ban you from Target. Maybe they can. You don't think they can? No. What are they going to put it like a a picture of you at the entrance of all targets? Yeah, don't let this fuck face in. Yeah, like how is that how is that going to happen? <laughs> no, they, I, how could they? I don't know. There's lots of ways you can get banned from a store. You speaking from experience? <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. I like that. Do you got another one, man? So I think I have like I have one more good one. And I have a couple that are like smaller that are not not as as detailed as my Watchmen one. You hit me with a small one. That should be perfect time before our next guest. This is a really small one. It's called Passion of the Christmas Tree. And it's just like two hours. (laughs) (laughs) Just two hours of a tree on a crucifix getting whipped. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Wait, I thought it was going to be two hours of Jesus on a cross covered with Christmas lights. (laughs) i feel like mine was not in great taste but not offensive yours immediately a bunch of people including santa claus are just like nope unsubscribe it's a fucking yule log video that just goes for two hours and it's like him taking his last breath he's like (laughs) god forgive them they know not what they do now like i can't I can't get the image of him on the cross covered in lights with presents around his feet. Like, I can't, I can't shake that image now. And it starts to snow a little bit. Do you put an, an angel or a star on his head or no? Just leave it as is. The closer he gets to death, the more that you can see the angels because they're coming to get him. I like that every once in a while, one of us will say some shit and you'll be like, oh no, we're not going to put that in. But here we are celebrating Christmas with Jesus. I guess because I used to be Catholic, I don't feel bad. You can you can take ownership of that? I can take ownership of that. It's when we say something that you and I know it's a joke, and it's like, to us, it's a funny joke, but like somebody else might be like, I don't care that that's a joke. That's never funny. I want to make a joke Stop right that. now about exactly what you just said, but there's no way you'll let me. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll just have to cut it. Th- that was a funny <laughs> joke I just said, wasn't it? Good thing it made it to air. <laughs> uh Rumi, bad news. <laughs> I got another small one too. Good. Hit a, you, you hit me with a small one. All right. So I work on The Walking Dead, and I have always wanted to do a Walking Dead Christmas special. And we had an episode with a blizzard and snow, and I was like, Christmas scene? And they're like, no. <laughs> but they let me pitch it. They were like, okay, what's your Christmas idea? I don't think they ever took it seriously in any way, shape, or form. But I was like, I want to see Eugene. He plays a smart guy wearing a Santa hat. And they all sit around because they're snowed in and they're telling Christmas stories. And it's a flashback episode, but everything they flashback to is so fucking depressing. Hey, remember Carl? Yeah. Oh, Carl was great. And then just cut to his family around him as he dies. And you're like, oh, (laughs) hey, Daryl, remember your brother Merle? Yeah. And then just cut to him being a racist piece of shit, getting his hand cut off. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We forgot. He sucked. Hey, you guys remember Glenn? Yeah. Maggie taking it like a champ. Hitting him with the baseball bat. So are you, you just want it to be like, like something that most people can relate to? Like, cause that's how most people's holidays are. And they're like, oh, I get it. (laughs) Yeah. Where they're just remembering. That's a Corrigan holiday right there. Bring my mom and my dad in. That's really, really what it is. It's, it's like Christmas is just, let's talk about how someone in this room fucked up last Christmas. Oh man, Rumi, were you ready for our, our I guess first second first second special guest? Yeah, I that, that's the first second is like the twelfth. Get your Grogu out. You gotta have a Grogu ready for this. All right. You ready? Yeah. I know this guy loves Christmas movies and I know this guy loves Star Wars. It's John Favreau, everybody. Welcome to the Launchpad Podcast, John. John, can you hear us? <laughs> John, can you can you hear us? John, I think you need to press your mic. I can't, we can't hear you. You can hear us. I think, I'm guessing he's trying to make it not echo. John, you need to press the microphone. <laughs> we have John Favreau in the house. We're really excited. John, the Mandalorian was so awesome. Thank you for coming. <laughs> he can't hear us. John, you need to, there's a, at the top of your menu. Okay, hold on. I'm going to call him. Yeah, go ahead. You go do your thing. Ruin vamp for a second. 
All right, guys. So if you want to see John. a Rocketeer Christmas special, no, you I have. would do a Rocketeer Christmas There's special, and we, we could just do what like Rumi said, essentially, where we could sit around and be like, remember all those times that we said jokes that weren't funny, and we'll just cut to all the shit that Rumi has to cut out of every episode that we think are funny, but then when we listen to it again, we're I mean, like, that is matter. actually not very funny. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he gets it. Is this your first Zoom call, John? He has people for this. I tried to go outside of the people, man. It's just... No, I understand. No, no, I understand. Yeah. Well, thank you for trying. We really appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Bye. <sighs> Rumi, I have some bad news. Oh, did John Favreau's dog throw up? <laughs> I hope this is a gag that's leading somewhere. Like, like that you, you had all this planned and like at the end. Oh, you know what would be great is if the fucking door opened right now and John Favreau walked in with like snow on his head and he's like, sorry guys, I, there was a snore. <laughs> he was going to sing a super boring Christmas song. Oh man, dude, <laughs> this isn't going well. I'm really sorry. I had all these great surprises for our Christmas special. It's just not. We can edit them. If they fix later, we can edit them in. I know. I just, I'm feeling really bad, man. I'm feeling really down. Make, make it better with one of your good ones. Hit me with a good one. Okay, so here's one, and this may be a little premature. Rumi doesn't even know about this yet, so it's kind of a surprise for you. And the good news is, if this surprise doesn't work, it's not going to work in a couple months. So like, I, it's not going to matter right now. <laughs> right now, we're all just going to be excited. <laughs> in the true sense of Christmas, then you like find out a week later your toy breaks, and you're like, ah, shit. I've been talking with my buddy Steve Prince about our comic series the destroyer which we have not done in a while uh for new listeners if you guys haven't been to our website we have a comic book series that is like it looks like me steve uh steve prince who's this amazing comic book writer and artist who i'm friends with we were shooting the shit one night and he was like i want to make this revenge comic about you killing everybody for some like john wick type reason and it was actually i'm pretty sure it was before john wick and I tried to come up with the most outlandish reason why I would go on a revenge killing spree. And I was like, because they killed my goat. And he didn't even ask why or what I meant. He knew I said goat and was like, yes. And like a couple days later, he had this bitchin' sketch. And it became this thing where like, we were like, wouldn't it be cool if, wouldn't it be cool if we finally made an issue or, or a, a comic series, uh, a web, web comic. And it's on our website, launchpadpod.com. There's about 20 issues up right now. And we have already written and drawn at least another five to ten, I would think. Another whole arc, which is awesome. I'm really... And his art is getting better every fucking time. There's a really cool... I don't know if I'm allowed to tease what happens in this, but there's a really cool beast of prey that's involved. We've already had a killer bear with an awesome scene that happens for that. There's an even bigger beast of prey that's involved. Anyway, he and I have been flirting with the idea of working on it again. We both just kind of got busy. We want to bring it back to the launch pad. So I was thinking how fucking cool it would be to have a Destroyer Christmas special. Okay, yes. Now, for those of you who haven't seen it, Destroyer looks just like me, but he's less buff. He's got a ripped off, sleeves ripped off t-shirt and cargo pants filled with like awesome weapons and shit. And he just like literally like beats the shit out of people. There was some people tried to like kidnap him once. And once he realized what was going on, they tried to stab him in the neck he he blocked it, broke the girl's hand off, and stabbed her with her own knife held in her own hand. Like that's the kind of violence. Yeah, and, badass. And it is pretty badass, but it's like really next level shit. I guess it really makes you think. And he's being chased by a mysterious man with a jetpack. Yes, there's a there is another there's a when he is in episode or issue. I think it's eight or nine. And yeah, there's a a a, a jetpacked man from out of oh it's so cool it's set in like a weird dystopian future possibly but you got to check it out anyway i want to do a destroyer christmas special i think that would be fucking cool and i think it starts with santa claus and santa claus is just santa clausing getting ready ho 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 him and the elves are singing and all of a sudden boom the door kicks down and i'm thinking like it doesn't kick in it kicks down like a cartoon like a drawbridge like boom and destroyer standing there and he's, there's a couple characters specifically that he's looking for. And he is like, where's, I think it's Crazy Eyes was one of them. He's like, where's Crazy Eyes? And Santa's like, what? And Destroyer comes in and it's that classic superhero thing where we, the audience, know that both of these are good guys, but they don't really know. So there's a huge fight between Destroyer and Santa Claus. 
It ends in a draw, a bloody draw, because Santa Claus can fucking fight. And Destroyer literally, like, punches through people's faces. So, it, like, you know that Santa Claus is bringing it if he can stand toe-to-toe with Destroyer. He a tough boy. <laughs> he is a tough boy. It ends up where Santa Claus reveals that he was the one that gave Destroyer his goat. So Destroyer now realizes that Santa Claus is not only the real deal, but he's like an ally. And Santa Claus is like, they killed your goat. I'm in. So now there's a revenge spree where Santa Claus and Destroyer are killing everyone. There's an, uh, I'm coming up with this at, the, at this part at the moment. Maybe there's an elf who was like uh, a spy for the bad guys and we catch Insider, on to that. Yeah. Yep. So we can and then we start, although it would be a cool fucking scene and it would be good for broadcast is we just, we realize that that elf is a spy. So we're going after him, but all the other elves don't realize he's a spy, so they try to protect him. So we do that like Punisher thing of not killing cops, where we have to knock these elves out and get them out of the way, but we can't kill them because they're innocent. You know what I mean? They're trying to protect yeah. him because he's an elf. So it's a big fucking thing with that. Oh, you know that scene from uh, Snatch where Bricktop tells them why you never trust a man with a pig? Mm-hmm. Can you just steal that scene and have Santa be like, you never trust a man with reindeer? And yeah. just, like, he's going <laughs> to feed this guy feed this guy to the reindeer? That'd be great. I, In my mind, there's one huge, long dance and sing number where Destroyer and I guess Santa Claus are dancing and singing like, like almost like a cabaret style. Yeah. And dance like a choreographed dance with all these bad guys. And during the dance, Destroyer is just dispatching them, ripping them in half, punching them through things in context of the song. I would I think that would be fucking hysterical. There's a giant piano on the floor and they, they dance along it like big. Yeah. And then smash people into it too. And their teeth come up like piano keys yeah. and they fall out. <laughs> in the comic that's already on our website, if you guys check it out. There is a giant bear with an eye patched named Ursa Ragor, who's this like, she was like the rancor of this evil fighter guy that I have, I, Destroyer, has to fight in this pit. And during the fight, he lets her loose. And I won't spoil how that turns out because it was something that I actually, like that was a scene that I wrote with Steve. Steve usually does most of it. That was something that happened to you in real life. Yeah, it, it, it's based on a true story, although it was two bears in real life, but I didn't think anyone would believe that. <laughs> but um, Ursa Ragor is this, she's just like this giant bear with an eye patch, and she's the rancor of this world that Destroyer fights in at one point. So she like is the devourer of all these warriors. So she, I would love for her to fucking hang out, and she ends up pulling the sleigh at the end. Her and Rudolph, I guess, could tag team it. And then, like Rumi said before, in the comic... And it's happened once or twice so far, but it will continue to happen. There is this weird jetpacked feller who's chasing the the, the destroyer. He's a handsome jetpacked. Even handsome. though he wears a mask, you can tell just by the way he's going. Yeah, he, he kind of looks like a steampunk rocketeer type of character. Sure. He, we'll see him a couple issues after a destroyer has been somewhere. We'll see him there. So he's tracking destroyer. At the end of this Christmas special... He lands on Santa's sleigh after the destroyer's left. He lands on Santa's sleigh with Santa and he's like, Where's Destroyer? And then the toaster graphic Destroyer Family Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Good tease, man. Well, I can't wait to see what comes to fruition with more Destroyer. Keep an eye out for that on our website. Or it doesn't in a couple months and who cares? And you guys don't. Or like, yeah. <laughs> can't return it after 30 days. Here's one, Rumi. One of my favorite, I guess it's a Christmas special, but it's kind of its own show, but it was uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, right? Yes, Remember yes. Oh, of course. So good, man. Uh, the songs in it are so good. They are classics. The voice of the narrator is Boris Karloff, fucking Frankenstein himself, mm-hmm. and the person singing the songs is Tony the goddamn tiger from the breakfast right. cereal that you all know and love. Frosted Flakes. Frosted Flakes does not sponsor the Launchpad Podcast. Where are you so corporate today? I don't know, man. It's Christmas, and Christmas is so corporate, dude. You just can't, you know. Francis, Pope Francis was saying how this is the day that Jesus was stolen by the corporations, and I'm like, whoa, you better call Liam Neeson to get him back. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to do one, and this is how Freddy Krueger stole Christmas. <laughs> so. We find Freddy Krueger in his dream world, and he's sleeping, and immediately all the fans of Freddy Krueger are like, why the fuck is Freddy Krueger sleeping? 
Doesn't matter. He gets this, tired sometimes. Don't you this think? This fucking show is going to carry on without you, with or without you. It doesn't care. So Freddie's sleeping and he's dreaming about ruining all the Christmases of the children of Elm Street. He's like, I'm going to fuck their Christmas up. And in his dream, they ruin their Christmas and like they're opening presents and his claw comes out and like stabs their parents in the face. And he's like, ah, and like the kids are opening presents and it's like their parents' heads are in the boxes and they're like, ah, and it's him dreaming about that and having a great time. And fans watching <laughs> came for Freddy Krueger Christmas special are like, wait, those were all the kills in the trailer and it's in the first five minutes of the show. What the fuck? So Freddie wakes up and he starts sneaking into the children's dreams and he's giving them nightmares and terrorizing them, which is exhausting them and it's making them act out at home. They're like, oh, dad, fuck you. Uh, and they're slamming things and leaving the breakfast table without asking if they can leave yet and like being late to school and, and the parents are like, damn, we are not getting the, our kids' Christmas presents this year because they suck. They're being bad kids and Santa's not going to bring them anything. They're going to get lumps of coal. It's terrible. And Freddy Krueger's like, ha, 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 it's working. But there's one little girl he hasn't been able to, to do this on. It's little Cindy Lou Blue. Cindy, La- Cindy Lou who? Right. No, no, that's that's a different person. That's a different creature. From, <laughs> okay, from a, oh, okay, okay. A book. Sorry. So th- this is Cindy Lopner. So <laughs> Cindy Lopner. <laughs> okay. He can't, he can't terrorize her. her and <laughs> when he's in her dream, she actually he comes in and it's this beautiful snowy landscape, and he is so moved. He starts singing this song like. What is this? What is this? There's <laughs> Christmas all around. What is this? That's an original song. We're, we're going to get somebody awesome to pen it. You know, maybe Danny Elfman. I don't know. Sure, sure. So he suddenly is like amazed by Christmas and how awesome it is. And she goes, you've been ruining Christmas without ever getting to experience how great it is. And people watching this special right now are like, uh, he was human for like 50, 45, 50 years. Like he knows what Christmas is. And specials like, nope. Keep watching, fuckers. We're going to drag this down the drain for you. <laughs> so he and Cindy Lopner are like, we need to actually make Christmas special. And Freddie goes, I know just the way. I've been inside all these kids' heads, and I know what they want for Christmas, and I've been ruining that. I know how to make it better. So the next night, Freddie goes into the parents' dreams and leaves hints about what their kids actually want for Christmas and what will make a perfect Christmas. And he brings all those ideas to the parents. So. On Christmas Eve, he's like, oh, I'm so excited to make sure it works. And that next day, all the kids wake up to a perfect, wonderful Christmas. And that night, in Freddy's dreams, he's dreaming, and the kids bring him into his dream, and they have thrown a dream feast for him, and they let him cut the roast beef with his <laughs> clawy fingers. <laughs> and we see him smiling in his sleep, and that's the end. And everybody hates it. How awesome is that, man? That's a. I did not. When you said that, I was like, obviously he's going to do a, a Freddy one, but that is not the direction I thought you were going to take it. I've actually written a Freddy one that's like violent, him fighting Santa Claus and Krampus. Oh, I know. I thought I was going to take it in a different direction. Give give Freddy a sweet dream for once, a happy ending, and nobody would like this ever. But I also think that like because Christmas specials are so fucking ham fisted, this would be hysterical. Where like some Freddy Krueger fan is sitting there with their sweater on, they got their like pull string Freddy draw that's like, "What up, bitch?" <laughs> and they're like watching this, and they're all excited for Christmas, and Freddy's being like a do goody goody, and they're like, "What the fuck?" He's not even being like a good Grinch. He's like just. A happy what up, bitch? <laughs> just, and his burns reduced three times that day. <laughs> I'm on board. I love it. <laughs> just him like hanging up mistletoe. You could have that whole scene where the Grinch is like stealing Christmas, where he's like cutting down the Christmas tree with his claws and like cramming the tree up. <laughs> this is <laughs> awesome because just like real Christmas, it's a little sad that none of these are real. You know, like <laughs> there's a little bit of sadness at the end of Christmas, and that's what this feels like. I think a good portion of Christmas specials miss the mark, and that's kind of what makes them fun is completely missing the mark, like the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Where you're, you're like some guy who never really saw it is like, or just you know, he saw like one scene. I get it. Spaceships, got it. Got it. Cool. Yeah, sure. Oh, he's a big. He's a big dog that doesn't really speak English. Okay, got it. Let's make a whole a whole fucking thing about that. Does he like hologram chairs? I can put him in one of those. It'll be slightly uncomfortable and sexual, but yeah. uh, we're still going to do it's it, right? not slightly sexual. That shit was <laughs> sexual, man. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Yeah, this is... Um, 
it, this would be one of those ones that completely missed the mark and everybody's just like, yeah, you know how uh, Dream Child and Freddy's Dead sucks? And you're like, yeah. And they're like, don't watch the Christmas special. It's <laughs> terrible. It's kind of like the Grinch, but at the end, he's like, it has a happy ending. And you're like, what? And they're like, yeah. And no children die. But wait, in the trailer, no, no, that was his dream in the first five minutes. <laughs> like, oh, no. Terrible. The nightmare before Christmas is what we'll call it. <laughs> in my mind, it came out in the 80s. So it was before Nightmare. Before Dude, Christmas if you do that, if you out. can make this happen in the 80s, then you can sue night like the real nightmare before christmas and that would give you the budget to make this <laughs> let's just f- let's fire up the time engines man let's do it let's go back and make this happen that never works out for us we never we never do that correctly yeah you would find us like trapped in time erasing nightmare on elm street from existence killing west craven it would be a mess <laughs> you got another one Rumi? Yeah, I'm going to button on yours. I had a Grinch one, two, but oh, it was just me. like a roast. It was just the Grinch sitting on a Grinchy who, like a Whoville type of throne and like different special guests would come in and the Grinch would just fucking rip them to shreds, <laughs> you know, like just fucking destroy them. So like, I think guests could include people like Jack Black, I think would be really funny. And the Grinch would just, you know, Jack Black would come in, rip on the Grinch, and then like sing a song, a Christmas song, or a Grinch. I would, I would like to hear the Grinch, like one of the Grinch songs, "Your Mean One, Mr. Grinch" by Jack Black or Tenacious D. That's fun, but you know, all his like, his like rippings would be like in Susian style. It'd be like, "You're a dang flam flam flutler," and everybody's like, "Oh, oh damn!" <laughs> Cut the reaction shot of a bunch of who's going, "Ooh." <laughs> Ooh, yeah, he called him a Christmas Whitakus. Oh no! Or, or it would be like in 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 Susian style. Like it would, he would rip on them in you know. And it would all like be like kind of a rhymes. prose, but with funny rhymes. Yeah, yeah. But like I think like Jack Black could stop by Lady Gaga and His Holiness the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> he was in some crap, a real flim fluvy. To tell you the truth, Jack Black's only been in one good movie. <laughs> what's the What's the good movie? King Kong. I I like Jack Black. I don't mind Jack Black. I you I used to hate him in movies, and I still hate him before I realized I liked him. But <laughs> <laughs> like the Explain. the Will Smith movie. What was the Will's uh, Enemy of the Independence State? Day? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was in it. No, he was in Mars Attacks. Hate him I in like that. Him Mars Attacks. I hate what? him when he's playing like annoying characters, which he usually does. That's his whole bag. I know, but he annoys me. <laughs> Maybe he's too good of an actor. Ooh. He, I thought he was great in King Kong. King Kong is when I like I loved him in Tenacious D, and then I gave him a second chance in life. But you and I are the only two people in the world who like King Kong other than Peter Jackson, so I love that movie so much, and I not it's only great. do I love it, one of the better parts of it for me is Jack Black's character and his portrayal yeah. of that of that director. He's so good. Uh, I like that. I like him in uh, Jackal, the Jackal, where he gets his arm blown off. Mm. I, I only saw no. that once, and I don't remember him aggravating me like he does in most other movies. I don't remember me liking it, but... <sighs> Fine. I mean, do you remember when he was in the Punisher movie, movie and he played data or whatever <laughs> little micro oh <laughs> did he no but he always plays that character in the thomas yeah i could see him doing that in the tom jane one he, he didn't I but he, that's who he would play i saw something online that said tom jane wants to direct john bernthal in the in a punisher and i was like that'll be the worst thing ever thomas jane would be like hey i think you should cry a lot and like plan this huge revenge thing but don't actually do it john bernthal would say can I sit on the couch and sip wine while I plan? <laughs> He's like, Rosé all day, baby. Go for it. <laughs> Rosé all day. <laughs> well, I got one more. Okay. Okay. This is my big one. Yours. Let me do this one, and then we'll have our last guest on. Okay. Will we, Rumi? Yeah. These ones, they just confirmed. All right. So my last one. This is the one, I'm, this is the one that got this going for me. Okay. Is... The Sawyer Down Home Texas Chainsaw Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> who? Just so we know, who are the Sawyers? The Sawyers are the family from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 
and we have Drayton Sawyer, who's the old man. He um, is having a cable access Christmas celebrity chili cook-off, and it's portrayed as a cable access like Texas show. Like he has a crappy desk. There's a lot of like chicken wire. Like he seems to be in a barn, but it's like got lights and they have a Christmas tree in the corner and there's a chair, but the chair's like like an arm from one chair and a leg from a different chair. And he's going to have these celebrities and the special guests are Burt Reynolds, Dustin Hoffman, uh, Wonder Woman's Linda Carter uh, and Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta are going to sing a song from Greece. And he's wow. super excited about it. And Chop Top is the stage manager and he's he's got a clipboard and he's got one of those little headsets on with a little microphone and he's running <laughs> the lights. And the whole time they're just like, Leatherface, just stay out of the way. Just stay out of the way. And Leatherface just wants to be involved. Like he's really like annoyed that they're being mean to him and being sure. jokes about it. And everything he does is, is fucking up. The big culmination is everybody's going to come on stage to sing There's No Place Like Home for the Holidays with Robert Goulet. <laughs> Okay. And and like on the side of the set, there's that big sliding door from Texas Chainsaw Massacre with like the animal heads behind it. Sure. Whoosh, and yeah. that's the one that people come out of. So Dustin Offman comes out first and he's like, oh, hello, I got this chili here. Where should I put it? And immediately Leatherface comes out and hits him in the head with a hammer. Oh, God damn it. Why'd you do that? Oh, God. Ah, fucker. Yeah, you son of a bitch. He's like running him, chasing him around the stage, kicking him while Dustin Hoffman's like kicking and bleeding out. And he's like, fuck it. Throw him in the chili. And... <laughs> Leatherface drags him off stage and throws him in a big pot of chili. Fair, fair. Backstage, Chop Top is talking to John Travolta, and Travolta really wants to taste the chili early. He's and like, we're seeing I want to taste this, right? We're seeing, like, yeah, we're seeing this, is- and yeah, yeah. It's like it's like an aside. Like for some reason, there's a camera backstage. Mm-hmm, you, you, mm-hmm. They act like we can't see it happening. And John Travolta is like, oh, I really want to taste that chili. It's going to be so good. And Chop Top's like, I loved you in Greece, man. Make it around, and they ad lib like bizarrely for like 15 minutes. Okay. So then Linda Carter comes on and she sits in the, in the guest chair and she's talking to Drayton Sawyer and it's super awkward because he's kind of a misogynist piece of shit. He's like, a female superhero. She's like, yeah, I'm really popular and fuck you. And yeah. Chili's going to win. <laughs> and he doesn't believe it. But then suddenly Leatherface pops up from behind the chair, whap, hits her in the back of the head. God damn it. You son of a bitch. Fuck it. She doesn't block it with her bracelets. throw her in the chili. She wasn't wearing them. It was Linda Carter, not Wonder Woman. Mm, I see. Got it. So he throws her in the chili. And he's like, you two, you sons of bitches, we are too many mess-ups already. No more horseplay tonight, okay? So, meanwhile, back in the B-plot, John Travolta's (laughs) trying to sneak a sip of chili, and Chop Top tells him, I'm a pretty good singer, too. He's like, scratching his little metal head. And John Travolta's like, oh, that's cool, man. All right, And he tries to sip the chili. John Travolta tries to sneak a taste of chili and, and Leatherface comes out of nowhere. Bam! Hits him with the hammer and John Travolta goes into the chili. Chops up like, you son of a bitch! Dad told us no more horseplay tonight! Now what are we going to do? Who's going to sing with Olivia Newton-John? And Bubba's like, huh? and he's pointing at Chop Top and Chop Top's like, yeah, I do love Grease. You're right! And so they get to work on their plan. Out front, you have Drayton Sawyer and he's talking to Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds is like, yeah, I don't, I don't really like chili. <laughs> what? Yeah, actually, uh, I'm a, I'm a vegetarian. God damn it! Oh, you son of a bitch! And Drayton Sawyer hits him in the head with a hammer. Shit! Oh, God damn it! I'm throw him in the chili. <laughs> and all this, like, fucked up shit's happening. So we cut to Olivia Newton-John. She's supposed to sing the song from Greece, and she's like, where's John Travolta? She's looking around. She's like, summer love, have me some fun. And all of a sudden, a spotlight comes on, and there's John Travolta summer loving um i did some stuff on the beach and you realize it's chopped up wearing john (laughs) but she can't tell from far away he's just under a spotlight and Mm -hmm. it's hard to tell in the bright lights and she keeps getting closer to it and she's like summer loving have me a blast and he's like uh i ate a chicken's ass and suddenly she realizes it and she starts screaming oh my god ah!" leatherface comes out hits her with the chainsaw throws her in the chili so now everybody's fucking dead and they're like what are we going to do now robert Goulet's almost here we're all supposed to do the christmas special and you know drayton says you know this was supposed to be really important to me but i guess i lost sight of what's truly important family and they all like hug and it pans over the christmas tree where all these body parts are now decorating the christmas tree and like skulls and like bones and shit and robert Goulet comes and he starts singing 
There's no place like home for the holidays. And they all start singing together. And then all the bodies coming out of the chili and they're all singing together, covered in chili and all rocking back and forth. And everybody's happy. And that's the end. And then Leatherface turns to the camera and shakes the chainsaw over his head. And that's the end. Video toaster graphic pops up. The Sawyer down home Texas chainsaw Christmas. Uh, I would watch that. I'd watch that every year. <laughs> it's a good way to start the holidays here <laughs> it's a family tradition can you imagine like every year my parents made me watch the texas chainsaw christmas special and it was really fucking weird first of all i didn't know who any of the celebrities were second of all they were like wearing each other's faces and shit. <laughs> we didn't know who the cele- i guess that's true that would kind of date it but it's it's like when we talked about um last week's episode when we talked about oh, actually two weeks episodes ago now when we talked about like our must watches, like what do we watch every year? This is one that would be fun to try to like get your new girlfriend to watch or your new fiance. Like, listen, yeah, you got to watch this thing that me and my family watch every year. Like, can you imagine like trying to get someone who doesn't care and isn't into that world? Like, I married a normal person who hates that shit, but like to yeah. try to get her to watch the Star Wars Christmas special was rough. Oh I can God. only imagine trying to get her to watch the Texas Chainsaw massacre family christmas special i got kate to watch texas chainsaw massacre she was interested to see texas chainsaw she's like kate is cool though kate does cool things and like likes that kind of stuff amanda does not but texas chainsaw massacre 2 was like a stretch there's a big difference between texas chainsaw massacre and texas chainsaw massacre 2 the revenge of curly's gold yeah (laughs) (laughs) texas chainsaw massacre 2 leatherface 4 uh this would be such a good like bridge between them because it's like it's got the seriousness of the first one but the bonkers craziness of the second one but like it'd be a nice like you know aperitif (laughs) and amuse bouche every i was gonna say every once in a while i'll hear or say or do something or see something that i like genuinely wonder in the history of humanity has anybody ever done that exact thing or said those exact words in that exact order? And you think like people have been around for a while, probably. But like, do you think anybody has ever, ever talked about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre as an aperitif or an amuse-bouche? Do you think anybody has ever <laughs> used those words to describe something related to that property ever? Oh, no, of course not. But what can I say? I'm a trendsetter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. I just think it would be so much fun. Or you could have a scene where uh, before Chop Top decides to go out on stage himself, they try to convince Linda Carter to wear Linda Carter to wear John Travolta's face. That could be like during the credits. Like as the credits roll, they do like, oh, yeah, like yeah. behind, like when you watch uh, like an Eddie Murphy stand-up special, after the special ends the credits roll with him leaving the stage and going in backstage and signing autographs and talking to people. Yeah. 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 That, that, that would be good for the Linda Carter thing. I think that's some good chili. (laughs) All right, man. Well, this has been really fun. It's been a good year, man. Thanks for being on this ride. Yeah. Thank I mean, thanks for keeping with it. Even though you created a human and had to take care of that human every day. Yeah. Sorry. We missed a couple a couple weeks, but not, not bad. You only missed a couple. Considering. Sorry, made person. <laughs> I should say, wife pushed person out of body. It was really Cronenberg-esque. <laughs> it actually wasn't. It was actually shockingly cool. I'm, I'm, it's, it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I'm not going to lie. Uh, uh, that was a joke. Sorry, babe. <laughs> but no, man, this has been... Fuck, doing those shitty hillbilly voices ruining me. Did a good job. Of course, I'm out of water. Sucker. But I love doing this podcast. I love doing this show. It's so much fun to listen. Like when I'm trying to feed the baby and she's being fussy, like I'll put in an earbud and be like, ha ha ha, you don't know what I'm laughing at. But (laughs) one day, one day you'll be like, dad has a podcast, loser. We tried playing (laughs) it for the baby once or twice when he was just born because he responded well to my voice. So we were like, oh, that'll chill him out. It didn't really like he was like, I'm not listening to your show. I want you to fucking talk to me. Like, oh, sorry. (laughs) I guess I'll Please stop interact with me. Don't try to sell me your bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that so kid's fucked up. Man. He listened to two episodes. That kid is fucked up. <laughs> he's, 
like, I don't think I want pizza anymore. You keep telling me how good pizza is, but I, I don't think I want your kind of pizza. <laughs> I love that he just inherently knows what dildos are. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> well, it's been fun, man. Guys, we will see you in the new year. But you can keep hitting us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchPadPod and our website, LaunchPadPod.com. Rumi, let's blast this Wait, off. Wait, are there no guests? Is that what's happening? There's one more guest. We're oh, gonna still? Blast it off. We're going to blast it off and, and ride out on, on our special guest. All right, let's do okay. it. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. <laughs> now live from our New York office, <laughs> we have ICP singing Santa's a fat bitch. <laughs> I love, I love that those Detroit rappers are in New York for this. How'd you get that? <laughs> I just hit him up on Twitter. It was great.